Thanks for tuning in to Good Vibrations with Kristen. Are you ready to be inspired? Do you want to have a greater connection to the earth, each other, and ultimately yourself? So then join in the conversation with me, Kristen Ace, and me, Green Diva Meg, and our fascinating guests to share the light, the laughter, and the illumination of Good Vibrations. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Good Vibrations with Kristen. I'm Kristen, and yay, you're Kristen. I am. <laughs> and you are. And I am Green Diva Meg. Yay, Green Diva Meg. So, so happy to be in the studio again. I know. We've been uh, not in the studio for a week, but now we're back, and we're very <laughs> excited. And you guys didn't know that because we just keep things moving Thank and rolling. You, Mercury Retrograde. Yes. I'm going to do a whole post on how to survive Mercury Retrograde with a sense of humor. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to join in on that. Yeah. Um, we have a really exciting guest today. Her name is Esther Bertram. She is an incredible musician and also an incredible writer. And she's here uh, from London to chat with us today. Esther, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome. Esther from across the pond. That's right. Although, sounded by your accent that you're not necessarily from England. Oh, well, picked up. Not many people get that. I, I was born in Australia. Yeah. My mother's from Finland. Yeah. I lived in Germany for a few years, and now I'm in London. So wow. I lost my accent along the way. Oh, my Some gosh. Still hear it. Do you speak Finnish? That is one of the toughest languages, man. I understand quite a bit from when I was a child, um, from when I was around my mum and papa. I can say, that's my longest sentence. Thank you for this evening. See you again. That's Wednesday night. <laughs> that's hilarious. It comes in handy very occasionally. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's like the only long sentence I know in Japanese is, mushi mushi onagashimasu, which means please hold. <laughs> Hello and please hold. That's what it means. Isn't that funny? Well, you could work for a telephone company. Well, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to know my longest uh, phrase in German? Yes. Scheißenterhosse. What does it mean? Uh, oh, it's swearing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was pooping in your pants. So. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I know Poop, more German pants. than uh, and, Finnish. <laughs> and my grandmother taught me that. Thank you, Nana. <laughs> oh. So we've established that Esther's this amazing global person. Yeah, it's really exciting. And with her global um, consciousness, she's going to bring a topic to GVK, which is the bridge between the conscious and the subconscious, which I'm very excited yeah. to hear your thoughts on and get us rolling. So take it away, Esther. Tell us what your thoughts are on that. All right. It's a very interesting subject to me. It's something ongoing and inconclusive, but nevertheless very fascinating. Ever since I was a child, I started lucid dreaming, and I was just fascinated by the ability to be able to bring conscious thoughts to a place that most people, like when you're a child, everyone says, oh, it's just a dream, don't worry, it's just a dream. Mm, I don't <laughs> when, know about that, but yeah, I don't know if I believe that. But <laughs> I, I don't believe that at all, at all. But it's just so funny that we're quite conditioned by society mm -hmm. not to take that seriously. Right. And I, for some reason, I had a few very strong lucid dreams as a child, and I knew it has such a power of potential um, if you can work with that and bring more consciousness across that bridge into that world and then you can also the things you learn while you're lucid in a world where you can create what you like it 
in, in a way, it's like mental rehearsal for your waking life. So this bridge is just fascinating to me. I, there's not enough research done on it, um, but... When you're, when, because I I feel like when I'm in those dreams, I don't really have a lot of control. I don't really, I I feel like I'm like, wow, okay, I'm here and I'm in this. And I've heard of people who go, oh, when I'm, when I'm in a dream I don't like, I I just change it and I move it around and I go, well, I I started doing that when I was a kid, actually, small child. I have not, I've not found that skill yet. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And is that when, when Esther, when you're in that lucid dreaming space, are you able to, to really start recreating or, or manipulating what's happening there? Yes, yes. It's not very common. It's, um, it used to be about 10 years ago I had them almost nightly, and then over the last few years it's become less for some reason, although last night I had one again. They, they're sporadic now. Um, mostly when I'm in that state, I end up flying just because it feels so amazing. Yeah, right. yeah, I do too. I spend most, yeah. yeah, most of the time. Last night, I, I, there was a friend of mine from my childhood who was who afraid of something that was happening in the dream, and I was reassuring her that mm-hmm. I, I am 100% sure it's a dream. I'm going to prove it to her, and I'm going to take her flying. So I took her flying just to show mm-hmm. show that it was a dream. And yeah, I woke up wondering... If it was a collective dream and if I should track her down on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. Yeah, both yeah. Megan and I are jumping on that. Yeah, we both think that you should because okay. <laughs> I feel like we do have a great many meetings with people on the astral plane. I had a yeah. huge healing with a with an old flame years before we had the the we reconnected just this year, but um, but years before that he and I had what I believe is an astral plane, deep conversation about what happened and a healing and a forgiveness on both ends wow. on that level. So in that wow. regard, I, I, those kind of dreams, I'm fully um, conscious yeah, in. See, I think there are all kinds of different dreams. <clears throat> There's the subconscious, which is just like, you know, okay, here's a beast you haven't thought of yet, and mm-hmm. let's bring it to your consciousness. And then there's these profound dreams that are giving you a little bit of a message. Yeah. And then there are the ones where you're actually out there, like, astral traveling and working. Right, right. I, I call it, like, spirit work. And yep. then, you know, and then there's the lucid dream where you just get to be creative. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't realize they were that rare. I thought everybody did <laughs> lucid dreaming. Well, yeah. I'm wondering if people do and they don't even they know, don't know that know there's it. a name for it or that, w- that is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, because those dreams are very powerful. And yeah. you might wake up from that and go, huh. And not really tell anybody about it because of the power of it. And then, you know, go or back to sleep. and it for... in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. I had like a really interesting experience, perhaps it's related, where I had, someone had given me this um, meditation about um, expanding their consciousness in order to do astral travel, right? Yes. And that was always one of my things because I love flying, much like Esther. I'm yes. a real big, like, if I could do one fantasy thing in this world like, i just let's want to go fly i just want to fly yeah. yeah not on a plane like i just want to fly body, so, exactly. it's wonderful. so i've been obsessed with that and i had never really achieved it so i tried it and this is only a few years ago so i tried this meditation mm-hmm. and uh <clears throat> and it just had to do with uh, it, i won't even describe it fully now but um it wasn't that challenging and i must have left my body mm-hmm. and i thought i fell asleep and I thought I was dreaming. And I was dreaming that I flew. My sister had just had 
pretty bad in reality, had had a pretty bad motorcycle accident. Mm. And she was in Texas, and I couldn't get down there. I didn't have the funds to get down to, to be with her or help her. She was okay, but pretty banged up. And I, I, I must not have been feeling great about that. And uh, so in this state, state. I flew <clears throat> down, astral fun flying, uh, down to Texas, and, and, I, and she was in a lot of pain in her wrist and hand that was pretty mangled. And so I just did a whole bunch of healing energy on her, mm-hmm. and then I went back. And I thought, oh, that was kind of fun. Did I dream? What was that? Yeah, so right. the next day I called her, and I said, uh, you know, I, I had this interesting dream. And I told her what happened, and she said, you know, I was in misery. And then it suddenly eased up, and I was able to sleep. So I don't know. You know? Yeah, I do. But I, I do. I, I kind of think. You went. You went to her and just like Esther, I think you went to your friend and you yep. helped your friend. I'll bet you when you reach out to her, she'll be like, you know, I, I felt something. She may have been hooked in with you enough to be able to say I knew it was you or she felt a presence. and Or maybe she was thinking of you or right, something. Exactly. Yeah, it's fascinating. There's so many dimensions that are p- possible. It's amazing. Um, but you know, here's my uh, here's my thoughts on on the subconscious because it's interesting how you you put it that um, the subconscious is not. Do you think it's as accessible? I find the subconscious to to filter into my conscious life like I don't want to say by accident, but when through. I'm not when I'm not really aware of it, and then all of a sudden I'll go, wait, where did that thought come from? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I always thought of that as my subconscious kind of seeping in when I'm not paying attention. Yeah, absolutely. I think that a lot of our lives, the driving force is coming from our subconscious because yes. all of our beliefs and all of the habits we've learned from early on, that's where they are. They're in our subconscious, and we just, it ends up as a body behavior that we go along mm-hmm. in life and we're just acting that out. Even when you're brushing your teeth or right. going down to the shops to pick something, we're doing it automatic pilot, a lot of it. Um, and I think that, yeah, the access to it only comes from very deep introspection of it and trying. And then if you want to change those things down there, the only way is you have to have uh, for me, anyway, it's, it's worked for me, is a lot of affirmations, yeah. visualizations, and absolutely consistently repeating new habits. Yeah. That's yeah. the hardest one. And basically, I see it like a big garden of soil. The subconscious to me is a big field of soil, and my job for myself is to choose the kind of seeds I want to plant. And those mm. seeds are very refined thoughts or intentions mm. that I want to create, then crossing over that bridge, mm. waking life or dreaming, planting them in there because the subconscious, it's neutral. It doesn't choose if it's a good or a bad thing right, you're planting. Right. It's like the universe. <laughs> it will grow bad things if you put pl- bad <coughs> seeds in there. Right. right, then that's like the universe. The universe doesn't have... Um uh, Judgment. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't say, oh, Kristen, we don't want to do bad. that for you because no. that's going to be bad. It says, oh, well, Kristen yeah. must want this because she keeps focusing on it. So let's give her more yeah. of Right. That. What are we going to fertilize? Yeah. Right. Now, I did that's a it. two-year course for healers. I've mentioned it before a long time ago, and that was part of my spiritual awakening, gosh, mm-hmm. like 26, 7 years ago. And one of the things they taught us was ha- um, this this process of 
changing our beliefs mm-hmm. in the subconscious by doing this 21-day affirmation thing mm-hmm. where you, you know, they taught us kind of the the best way to write an affirmation and keep it the simple, wording the and, wording mm-hmm. and, and, you know, keep it present and positive and all that stuff. And then you see it and say it three times a day for 21 days. Hmm. And it's supposed to be like almost... Magical. It, well, it has been in, in my life, and hmm. it's not like I ever remember to do that. Um, but well, when once I once you've done it enough times, yeah. it becomes a habit, and and it's in you, and you probably continue doing it. That's when your subconscious is continuing; it's growing that plant that you've given it. Well, That's that right. probably yeah. seriously the chemicals in our brain, the synapses create yeah. new neuro pathways or whatever exactly. that is. Yeah. Well, I the, the thing I find most interesting is that that we are literally walking around with our subconscious mind <clears throat> ruling our every behavior and we think it's our conscious mind we think con- though well, I'm conscious I'm doing this I'm that and and this interesting thing happened to me uh, a couple weeks ago I had an interaction with my daughter that was very upsetting you know she's a teenager so she is you know finding who she is and and expressing that and sometimes it can be uncomfortable <laughs> for the mother well that's a euphemism isn't it yeah (laughs) so i had this interaction with her and and she dropped her off wherever she was going and i went home and i cried i was so i went out to my pond and i was sitting on my bench and i was crying and then all of a sudden i was crying and then other than the story then i started the story and i was crying because of this thing that happened to me and then they did this and it's all like that and then i was just sitting there crying and then all of a sudden like my higher self came in and went wait a minute, mm-hmm. you don't really feel that way about any of those things anymore. And I stopped crying like, oh, why it's am habit- I crying about that? Right, habitual. Right, yeah. like, and also, that's not even real anymore. Those those are thoughts of my 15-year-old self in that moment at that time. But my perspective on all of that pain mm-hmm. is vastly different. But I, I had dredged it, and I wasn't even conscious that I was dredging it all up, and I was reliving it. And it was my higher self, and that that was interesting to me because I went, "How did she get through? How did my higher self get through all that that um, subconscious, yeah. fertile pain?" And she did. And I went, "Oh, I'm actually not sad about any of that." And yes, the thing with my daughter was upsetting, but I understand why. I understood her point of view, and I understood why she needed to share it in that way, in the context of where she is in her development. So all of a sudden, I was not only not sad, I wasn't mad, I was nothing. I was like, oh, all right, now I'm going to go in and do my work. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> over. Right. Yeah. But I, it, I found that astonishing that without my even knowing it was happening, my subconscious was s- feeding me the, um, the dirt. Here, yeah, Kristen. Playing the, it out. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's like habitual. It's like a, a, calm, a, a familiar pathway. Like, oh, okay, when X yeah. happens, I do Y. And, yeah, and then I'm going to cry about that. And yeah. then I'm going to think about this. And, and instead, and I love what you said, Esther, about um, it's almost like a reprogramming. Well, yeah. I'm not going to think that way because that's so actually. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like you are because if that awareness has come in, that's a new pattern that's obviously happening probably more and more to you as you and the more you then um validate that to yourself and you're aware that the awareness has come (laughs) that will keep (laughs) happening and it's like a feedback loop and it will then flip it the other way it's it's wonderful and that's where willpower comes in because if we with our conscious mind when things like that happen 
if we can have the personal energy to be aware of that, be conscious of what happened, process that, in, go within ourselves and be clear about what just happened, you can really make a you know, good yeah. step on it and it keeps happening then. You know, I have this very similar thing with my ex-husband, my, the second one, the dead one. Um <laughs> When for like for for a few years, I just got yeah the dead one. I was in the habit of just calling him like a dick. You know, someone would say, "Oh, how's John?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah, he's a dick." And well, whatever. And then at at one point, I I did the work. I did the forgiveness work, the spiritual healing. I actually, you know, he and I were fine. Yeah, but I, I was know. in the habit. So someone said to me something about him, and I'm like, "Oh, he's a dick." And I went and I stopped myself, and I went, right. "Oh." That's like pure habit. Like I don't even feel that way. Why do I say that? Right. Mm. And uh, so then there's that conscious. I mean, it really then takes a, a serious effort to re to re-examine how you really feel about something and yeah. and change your mind about it. And then, so Esther, you do affirmations. Are there other things that you do to um, shift that around? To change your perspective? To yeah. heighten your vibration? I, I I work really well with visualization. For example, oh, yes. I have a um, a board above my bed where if I if there's things I want to manifest in my life, I'll just cut a picture out or put some words up and just pin it above there. Because for some reason, having that visual stimulation really, I don't know, maybe because of the lucid dreams, I'd see things quite in pictures. So that yeah. I probably do that more than affirmations. Um, to be honest, because that seems to get a better result. Uh, for example, many yes. years ago, when I was in Australia, I and with my ex-partner, we wanted. We just left university. He had not a cent to our name, and I had the strongest intuition I'd ever had in my life that I'm, we need to move to Germany. It came from just a conversation with a man who was from Germany, and my stomach got the strongest butterflies it's ever had. And I said to my partner. We're going to Germany. And he was someone who just trusted my intuition. Thank God. So <laughs> I put pictures of Germany all around the house, just on the doorways, and told my mom and everyone. And everyone said, you guys have no money. You're never going to – because from Australia, it is a massive yeah. move to yeah. come anywhere. And I visualized it every day, and I literally put pictures up. My mom came down, and she was from Brisbane all the way to Melbourne, and she said, you know, guys, you'd need at least 10000 to do that. And uh, Pete, my partner at the time, said, you know, I have a feeling we're going to make it somehow. That very day, we were fighting over the um, <laughs> post. In the post, from two years before his grandfather died, was 10000 <gasps> inheritance money. The very day, Mum said... Guys, you would need at least that, you know, just don't, you know, don't have such big dreams. And I was sure for two or three months planning up to that, no, we're going to do it. I don't know how, but we will do it. I even put the pictures up and then it happened. And then I rang mom and said, mom, you know what you said this morning? (laughs) Well, and she didn't believe me. She said, not a chance in the universe that could happen. And you're like, uh, yeah, Yeah. it's amazing. That's a fantastic yeah. story. Yeah, I started my 14. I was only meant to go for six months, and it's 14 years later. I'm still over here. Sorry, <laughs> Mum. <laughs> well, you know, that is, uh, their generation is a generation of what can't happen. I mean, that's just, that's, sadly, that's, at least 
here, my mom's generation, it, it deals more in the fear of what can't happen or why it, why it can't she's work. She's a believer now. Don't worry. Oh, good. I'm so glad. It's so funny after all these she years. She can ha- it can happen now. That's great. Well, there's so many practices, you know, whether it's the vision board or, yeah. uh, you know, the mandala that Janet Connor has us do. And right. That, uh, but I like this that the Esther does it all over our house. Oh, because yeah. Because yeah. you know, I go to my mandala every day, but... All over my house, or having you know. a bulletin board yeah. that's just always fluid and changing. Right. And that's right. Here's yeah. a new idea, that's a new great image. idea. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you. I was you... so surprised the other day. Of just sorry to interrupt. No, there. go a go. Random thing. Just I was on Twitter, just tweeting some new friend I made, and she just sent a lovely little picture of a love heart made of all different vegetables. And I've got the exact picture on the board above my bed. And at the moment, there's only 15 pictures on there or Ah. something. And I just couldn't believe most of the other things have already happened on the board (gasps) within a few months. Right. And then that picture, just the exact picture. And I had to send her a picture of the board then and say, look, (laughs) it didn't manifest in the exact you know, that was more for me to eat more vegetables and things. But it was just amazing that it was reflected straight back to me. Yeah. Out of all yes. the billions of pictures in the world. That's right. Well, I love when that happened. That, that's, a, that's when you're really connected to the universe. And the universe is saying, okay, I'm just going to keep sending you because your vibration is so high yeah. that, you're, that you're able to receive. I had one yeah. of those this weekend, but we won't discuss it. It was so clear. It was so unbelievably clear. Oh, that's awesome. You know when the universe just says like, oh, hello. Here, this is for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. The pattern is revealed and you, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, I want just for a second, because we are coming to the end, because mm-hmm. you, you take this um, bridge between the conscious and the subconscious mm-hmm. and you're creating an interactive book about this. Are you not? Ooh. Yes, I have so indeed. I, I do want to talk about it just for a minute. Yeah, sure. Uh, I've spent three years creating an interactive, read it or immersive um, book, which is based in a lucid dream because that is a realm that I've, as I said earlier, been fascinated with. And I basically wanted to physically represent these layers of consciousness that. I talk about in the book plus experienced in my life. So I've um, used augmented reality to create a new layer to the story. So the story is basically a fantastical ride through multiple dimensions of consciousness, a bit like Alice in Wonderland. It's an all-ages story about a rock star who has to unlock the secrets of a cube. And the cube is all different aspects of self. So you have the mind, the heart, the body, the soul, the purpose, and facing your shadow Mm. and that's all based on a theory i won't go into it because it's too long now that i created in my 20s took 10 years to summarize this balance of life i've based it loosely on the framework of that but then when you read the story and you go through these layers you can also then go down another layer of the story by using augmented reality and then mm. you can interact with other readers and characters. Wow, what a brilliant like idea. And I love that it's a rock star. I know, I do too. <laughs> well, so. And you did this to um, raise the consciousness of children, right? Yeah, I set out first for older is, children because I think right. right at the point when children are leaving their nests, 
So I say 13, 14, 15, they're starting to step away into mm-hmm. teenage land from parents and things. So I think this is a very delicate and stage of life that isn't looked at that much with society. It's kind of missed out. Yep. You have yep. a lot of focus on children, a lot of focus on older teens, but there's this area that I, I think it's also a very sensitive time yeah, because yeah, is. there's a lot of emotions going on. Mm-hmm. So my first intention was to create a story that suits that age group, but it brings probably a lot of the very ancient wisdoms from a lot of Eastern philosophy and things like that, and things I know parents will be teaching their children when they're younger about how to care for yourself, how to think clearly, how to appreciate life, about consciously creating realities you want, and just bringing it in a fantasy story so it's not that obvious to the readers, Mm. the young ones, but it's reiterating um, very important (laughs) deeper aspects of life that I think it's so important not to lose, especially in this media age where everything's so fast and, you know, a lot of things are getting just swept over the surface and not enough deeper um, reflection. So I tried to bring that into a a children's story. That's why it's taken me so long. But I'll tell you um, my thought, my feeling is that, and and I do agree that it's it's an all-age story, Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the age group that you originally wanted to target will understand it at an intuitive level before yeah. it gets kicked out of them. Well, it was her intention, yeah. and I'm that's sure right. that's that's exactly how it's going to be received. Right. It'll just it'll they'll soak that up and understand it in a way that um, that they can take that with them yeah. as they move through to the next stage of development. I can't wait to play yeah. with this. Now, tell people how they can. Find, uh, it. find it. Right. Well, I'm currently running a Kickstarter campaign. Um, for those people who don't know what Kickstarter is, it's a crowdsourcing platform for innovative ideas. And basically, I'm trying to raise the money by the end of November. It stops. I'm raising £10,000, okay. and I'm 44.5% of the way there. Yay! <laughs> all right. So we should so all jump in. And basically, it works like a pre-order system. So... If you watch the campaign and like the idea or like the book, basically you can pledge for in support of the idea as a pre-order of the product. So because she's a rock star, there are musical rewards and there's the oh, and book. Of course, and then... she's, a, she's a she rock star. That is the best. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. So there's a soundtrack also that goes with the whole thing because she's a rock star. But you so say it, it's, your, it's your music, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm bringing it under the, on, under the rock star's name, November Fox. So. Okay. But yeah. And there's also, I made a special reward at the £50 level, which is an augmented reality full moon calendar. Ooh. So next year, and <laughs> it's a crazy okay. idea. Okay, I'm, I'm in for that. I am too. I'm, I'm really excited about this. <laughs> Basically, it's a really stylish-looking calendar, and all the full moons are um, gently marked. And when it's a full moon, you can scan in with a free application on your phone or um, tablet, and you scan in the calendar, and it will come to life. And the rock star will appear with a special message and secret things I'm not going to reveal yet. Oh, my God, But that happens then on the full moons. So how do people on Kickstarter, what are they searching for? They go to kickstarter.com 
and search for November Fox. All right, and that's all that information will be on my blog, and the blog goes out gazillions of places through the Green Diva Network. So um, we will make sure that all of our listeners know how to reach you, reach the Kickstarter campaign, and find out more about this. This is very, very exciting. I'm so thrilled that you had just a little bit of time to hang out with us and share your ideas with us. And um, I'm so glad to speak with people who like feel like kindred spirits that we have the same kind of language and understanding and big hearts so it's wonderful for me yeah same here yeah. and it's so i just um i'm just going to share a moment of gratitude that this happened all over twitter um Yay. you know we connected over amazing? twitter yeah it is amazing like the social world some some people give it like crap because it's not real mm. or whatever but i'm like this is Dude, very real amazing it's stuff happens out it, there I yeah, yeah. Right. i love it the people it's so wonderful to connect with people who are who are doing what you're doing esther just exciting innovative beautiful higher consciousness creation don't you feel like we could talk to esther like for hours so we'll have to do this again <laughs> okay <laughs> that's great yes and so we are going to have to say goodbye Yes. And uh, we thank you again for coming. Thank you, thank Esther. Thank you to lovely ladies. It's been an absolute pleasure for me. Thanks, Esther. <laughs> well, everybody, oh, my God, there's a lot to think about here. And you'll probably play this podcast a couple of times. But definitely check out Esther's work. I have already. It's very exciting. Yeah, and if, you, if you're inclined, and you should be, you know, donate to her Kickstarter. That's right. I'm going to. I am, I too. I want the moon calendar. I do, too. <laughs> I want that for my daughter, too. I'll get to. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. I love you. We hope that you found this episode of GDK inspiring. And to raise your vibration even higher, visit my website at goodvibrationswithkristen.com. And don't forget to like Good Vibrations with Kristen on Facebook. What inspires you? Write us. Let us know so we can share your ideas on the show. And meanwhile, keep listening, keep connecting, and know that you are divinely guided.